This is Mid-Missouri's Total Sports Station. KTGR, and it's time to get big. That was a big-time answer right there. You've got the big show with Andy and Brent serving up sports talk from Mizzou to the pros. And everything in between. Join us now on the KTGR hotline and sound off on today's biggest stories in sports. The big show starts now. You bet it does. Welcome into this Tuesday edition of The Big Show on ESPN 100.5 and 105.1 KTGR, your total sports station in Mid-Missouri. Thanks for tuning in online at KTGR.com and on the KTGR app. It's Andy Humphrey, Brendan Schaefer, and producer Chris. 875-KTGR if you want to call or text us here on the show as we talk all things NFL from the big NFL game last night, of course. Oh, boy. That the Chiefs. Oh, boy. Is it fair to say they dropped it? Oh, yeah. Yes, They dropped it. One of them did. <laughs> uh, not just one. Uh, several. No, let's, let's it's say several. Separate, but, separate. There was one guy that separate. I kind of have okay. harped on in the past who I, really, okay. really dropped it, okay. if you know what I'm saying. No, you know I, the play I'm talking about, sure. Chiefs fans. No, I got you. Um, but uh, but hey, we will talk about that coming up in uh, in a few minutes during the good, the bad, and the ugly uh, from the entire weekend of the NFL. We won't just talk about yesterday's game, but also uh, everything that happened. And we'll also center in on the Chiefs at 5.05. After losing that game to the Eagles yesterday, are they starting to fall from the top? They're certainly not the one seed in the AFC anymore. Starting. Uh, start- <laughs> oh, come on. There's a Chiefs fan. There's a Chiefs fan right there. <laughs> Like none other. Well, Notes talk- said worry about Super Bowl prospects. Buddy, the, we, need the, a, the te- we need to crawl before we can walk, pal. <laughs> the text from Chris the, again The last defending night. Super Bowl champions need to crawl before they can they walk? Are, they need to crawl, apparently. Uh, apparently. Hey, listen, you knew this was coming from Chris last oh, night. Yeah, he had yeah. the, his text chain was, was hot and heavy again. Very that's much kinda, so. When things are going a little bit iffy for the Chiefs, that side of him does emerge. So um, I'm looking forward to Chiefs talk today on the show. Yeah. Well, what oh, constitutes boy. a disaster if you think that oh. was iffy? Oh, boy. Well, I guess we'll find out producer Chris's version in, a, in coming up in the show at 5.05. We'll get the thoughts of uh, the injury expert, Will Carroll, on some Cardinals signings. Holy uh, crap. One like, that we yeah. saw yesterday. And then they made two. Uh, one today made two. <laughs> I and guess they're all uh, great signings, too. Uh, so. Well, yes, of course. They never make a bad signing. So, well, no. you know, right. They're so, so Will snazzy. Carroll, Will Carroll is going to tell us how great the signings were at 425. Well, and two, anytime you bring in a Mizzou guy, it's always a win. Oh, so ne- never a bad thing. Exactly. You can't argue with that. Can't do that. And also at 525, it's our big show. Thanksgiving draft, back again, ready to get you set for Thanksgiving and that big dinner that you're about to have. We will draft our own Thanksgiving plates at 525. On the bread feature of Thanksgiving drafts. Wait a minute. No, wait. That's Never mind. Is that a good? Is that what you want to be? Hey, I don't know. If that's uh, a, let's be I, fair. I don't know. Let's be fair. Brett Feach does draft well. Everything else we can have questions about, but... We'll get to that. I, I heard he said we have six wide receivers. Oh, no. That was – sorry. I got John Mosellock, Brett oh, Veach commentary mixed up a little wow. bit. Oh, wow. We like our guys. We have six wide receivers. Wow. Oh, no, six starters. How many starters? I don't know. I'm getting the things mixed up. 875-KTGR to call or text us. You can tweet us at KTGR Big Show and find us on Facebook, too, at facebook.com slash KTGR Big Show. Now, the Big Show's Big 
deal. Was a big game for the Chiefs yesterday, but they fell just short as the Eagles won at Arrowhead Stadium 21 to 17. Patrick Mahomes, 177 passing yards. He was 24 of 43 throwing the football. But you got to think he's probably closer to 30 completions if you factor in the drops. Two touchdowns and an interception from Mahomes uh, in that game. The Eagles had uh, a late kick to uh, to lengthen out their lead, and uh, a 10-yard run from Jalen Hurts uh, in the end is what got them even closer. So the Chiefs able to, uh, well, I say in that game, but could not get the final drive to go as they turned it over on downs uh, around midfield. And the Chiefs coming off the bye week, you know how good Andy Reid is on bye. Well, they lose this one. They fall to 7-3 and three overall, and they're now the two seed in the AFC. And that is the Big Show's big deal on this 21st day of November 2023. 875-KTGR if you want to call or text us. There's a lot of Chiefs stuff to get to, and we'll start getting to it, but also focus on everything else in the NFL that was good, bad, and ugly from the weekend to make sure we get it ready. Wow, wow, wow. That was a little abrupt. That's Sorry. Pretty good. Wow, wow, wow. Brendan helped me out a little bit. I appreciate you. Do buddy. you have a? Do, do you have that in your bag? Do you have a wow, wow, wow? Give us your best. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Mine's a little raspier. Is a little raspier. Yeah, that's a little okay. out of commission. That was still a good effort. That was fine. That was still a little good effort. I don't know why I even did that. Why'd you even make me do that? Eight seven five KTGR. No, I got it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I put I him on the spot. He just went for it. Yeah, hey, I know. You went for it. I give you credit for that. Eight seven five KTGR to text in what you thought was good, bad, and ugly from the weekend of the NFL. But we do have to start with last night. And look, it was a whole lot of ugly from. Uh, from the Chiefs on offense, they have not scored in the second half of a game since October 22nd. Yeah, pretty that sure that's it for me. Yeah, that was the stat for me that I wanted to bring up. It's just they go into this like turtle mode in the second half of games. Andy, for a while, they were straight up punking the Eagles last night. I mean, they were outplaying them. They were getting enough offensively. And then they just completely went. I mean, just the, the engine just dropped out of the vehicle, and they had nothing to, nothing to give in terms of offensively. And I mean, it wasn't the fault of the quarterback, to my eyes. I, what, MVS. I mean, that's what I said when the when the Chiefs signed him. This guy, you just can't rely upon him. And he, Mahomes threw him a touchdown, and he dropped it. I don't have any other words to describe that game besides those. Like, come on, man, catch the ball. It's yeah. just it's week eleven in the NFL, and you're a veteran player. You gotta come up with that football for your quarterback, who's trying to will his team to a win against a Super Bowl caliber team. Man, I was just—I had nothing left emotionally after that drop. Well, no, I don't. Not here to defend Marquez Valdez Scantling by any means. Dang there are good. a lot of what a bust the, the, of a the, sign. There's like. There are several players, I think, that are in his same category, too. Like, it, Justin Watson didn't have a, a great night last night. He had some bad drops. Two plays later on, on fourth and 25 when they're trying, like, last gasp kind of stuff. Patrick Mahomes was trying to do his best Brady Cook impersonation and convert a fourth hey. and forever when his team needed it, you know? True or false. True or false. Luther Burden is the best 
wide receiver true. that true. plays in the state of true. Missouri. True, 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 There's true. There's not one dude on that Chiefs team that's better at wide receiver than Luther Burden. Not even close. Mookie Cooper's and I know better. he's not eligible. Mookie Cooper's better. I mean, the, I take Marquise Johnson right okay, now. Okay, now we're getting to the hot take category. I, speedy, I said I was fine with Burden earlier. Or give me nothing. I'm taking Speedy. I'm taking Mookie. I'm taking Luther for sure. Theo Weiss, absolutely. I just, you swap out the wide receivers core. Oh the Zoo would have seven wins this year, and I think oh, the Chiefs man. would be undefeated if you just swap the two receiving <laughs> cores. Mizzou would be seven and four going into Arkansas, and the Chief, if if you gave them all the Chiefs pros, I mean Kelsey might help. I think Kelsey would probably well, dominate yeah, the yeah, SEC. No, no, I suppose so. But uh, just the wide receivers, I think there's some some merit to that one. <laughs> Eight seven five KTGR. Uh, the S the receivers were quite ugly yesterday, and look, hey, it's very baffling sometimes to to think about it because I mean, look, last year. They won the Super Bowl with largely the same group. And now, the, the, the individual guys in this group, and you talk about MVS, and, and Kadarius Tony, who was being used as a running back yesterday, of all things. Uh, guys like, I mean, McCole Hartman was barely there. He was injured most of the time, but now he's back. Sky Moore, he talked a lot about him. That, finger. That happened yesterday. Yeah, that also happened. Sky Moore, we thought Sky he would, Moore, would have steps forward. Not good. Enough. Um, Enough already. And, and like, look, he, with who? That's the thing. What? Where do you go? You can't do anything. Oh, you don't replace him. You had you every chance him, no. to like offload this guy and get somebody else in. You passed up on all of those avenues, and now you're just stuck with all these guys. Well, There's the thing no, is, like, yeah, there you was... just gotta bench him. That's it. This is what you have. Well, right. You you have to you have to roll with what you have, and the fact that they did not address this at the trade deadline, the off season's one they thing. Had three weeks ago, right? Three yeah. weeks ago, you still could have done something. You still could have done something. Not to. And you had evidence we that saying, it wasn't looking good. This is good. a thing. This is a thing. Like we all saw, it was a thing. Right. They, I just it baffles me because unlike the St. Louis Cardinals, like they have the best player in the sport still. Patrick Mahomes is the best player in the sport. So when the Cardinals say, we've got six starters, it's going to be fine, and then it's not, you're disappointed. But they're not wasting a championship window to the level that the Chiefs could be if wide receivers are the thing that holds them back this year. That's why it's frustrating. And the fact that the defense is all of a sudden top five in the NFL. And you're wasting that. They too. played great, right? You just Jalen Hurts is eventually going to Jalen Hurts, and they. I mean, eventually he did. Well, yes, when the, so when they operate on first and nine, essentially, like that's that that is their process. Yeah, when the wide receivers catch a pass. Oh when no, the wide receivers catch a pass. Look nice. out, he's feeling it, feeling it, dangerous. It doesn't hurt, but it I mean, hurt when your receivers catch the ball that you hit him in the hands with. But even then, like Jalen Hurts, like didn't even have to throw all that much uh, yesterday, like. Philly had 238 yards of total offense. 238. It's an ugly loss, man. It's an ugly uh, loss for the Chiefs. Yeah. The Chiefs outgained I, them by nearly 100 yards. And they're out loss, here man. losing they by four. They should have won the game. Yeah, they should have right. won the game. So it was ugly. Yes. Can we agree? It was, Can we agree it was it, bad it, and like, ugly? It, it was ugly. I mean, the Chiefs themselves, like, they, they had very ugly moments, like the drop passes, the red zone turnovers, like Mahomes throwing the pick in the end zone, Kelsey fumbling yeah, at whatever was it was, 10, 15-yard line. Can't do that. Like, there are several moments that, that that did the Chiefs in, especially in the second half on offense, and you just can't have it. So, I mean, we'll talk more yeah. about the Chiefs at 5.05, but I don't know. I mean, I'm not... 
the season's uh, not done, but you know, I, I just I, no. In I, fact, I, do you still stick with your take that the team that lost that game wins the Super Bowl? No, I or do. Are you so mad well, no, no, right no, now? Well, about if the that's Chiefs? no, if that is the matchup, Chiefs Eagles, I am going to stick with that take. Yes, I think if they meet up again, would, the Chiefs will will win the game. And after seeing the game, I agree. Like the Chiefs outplayed them, except yeah. for their own mistakes. So that kind of reinforces your thought process. Eight seven five KTGR. Give us a call or a text. What else was good and bad and ugly from the NFL weekends? Let's get to some of that. 875-KTGR. Let us know what you thought about the uh, the weekend's games. I'll say, how about the good? The uh, the Houston Texans. Why not? Yeah, they continue Why to do it. I mean, the not Cardinals, us. You know, Cardinals covered the spread, but the Texans don't care about that. They're winning football games, and they could be playoff bound. Andy, like those are the kinds Look, of games you can't afford to lose this, if you want to make the playoffs. And they didn't drop it. They they got that done. And this weekend they host the Jaguars. And if they Big win, game. they will be in first place in that division because they'll both be seven yeah, and four. Texans will have the tie break. I uh, look. I'm all. But I'm all aboard the hype train once again. Like it's, oh, it's all in. there. Yeah, he's buying it. Like it's you can't. Be bad this it, week like when they, you get crushed. No, no. Look, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna lose this game, and I'm gonna be an absolute wreck because this is the most important game they played since they were down 24 nothing to the Chiefs at Arrowhead. But you know, it's time again. They were down, or were they? They were up in that game. Oh, that's they? right. Up they the were Chiefs. up 24 nothing. The Chiefs it were down. Feels like yeah. they were down with the way that the game played out, but you know. They were down by the end of it. That's, yeah, what that's I know. for sure. They were but down yeah, by more. Than Jaguars, two. though, by the way, Jaguars are in the good. They drubbed the Titans. They are, yeah. I mean, they're playing with some moxie right now, too. That's probably the game of the week in the NFL. I haven't looked at the entire slate coming up. Um, but that's going to be a big one, obviously, for that. In a division that we didn't really think would have this kind of intrigue, it certainly does at this point with the Texans doing what they're doing. There are some some fairly good games. I mean, if 49ers Seahawks is next week, that's going to be a, a pretty game, big game for the NFC West. Bills, Eagles, I mean, the Bills have kind of fallen off, of course, with their play, but they looked good this weekend, right? I mean, they, they did what they needed to do against the Jets. And, oh, I knew they'd bounce yeah. back against the Jets, who are finally sitting Zach Wilson. Thank goodness. That's um, for the best. They, yeah. He just he stinks. It's over. Uh, but, yeah, the Bills did kind of what I expected them to do, but I'll give them credit and call it good. Um, I thought the Lions were good winning it. To, like It was one of those weeks in the NFL where the team that was supposed to win, they did most of the time, but they had a little more trouble than you thought they would. The Lions darn near lost their game. Yeah, You know, the Dolphins winning by only a touchdown. A lot of teams kind of winning a little closer than you thought. But in the case of the Lions, they easily could have lost that game at home. They battle back over the Bears and, and get that big win. Unfortunately, the Eagles did not help out the Lions by losing. I guess I should say the Chiefs didn't help out the Lions by beating the Eagles. So that right. home field thing, probably not going to happen. But the Lions are still in a great spot, and it was gutsy to win the game the way that they did. 875-KTGR. Call or text in with what you thought was good and bad and ugly from the past weekend of NFL football. Let's go to Brad here on the KTGR hotline now. Brad, what you got? Guys, what's up? Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Uh, I want to wish all three of you guys, first off, a very happy Thanksgiving. Uh, Thanks, and, buddy. And you holiday. too, Brad. You guys, yeah, you guys are awesome. And uh, I, I would like to apologize. I know I sometimes call in a little hyped up, and I didn't get to day drink today like I, I was hoping to. Darn. Oh, man. I know, right? I know. It's just been bad after bad. So I'm going to do, if you don't mind, I would like to just do a real quick Missouri bad 
the good, the bad, the ugly. Okay, version. all right. Yeah, Missouri. So the good like is it. obviously Saturday, Mizzou football. Yeah. I, I was there, and I, yeah, amazing. We shouldn't have let them stay in the game, but yeah, that's my good. Uh, the bad is the Chiefs last night. I was a little disappointed. Not, no, I was really disappointed. I wanted to cry myself to sleep, which I kind of did. And then the ugly, unfortunately, is the Mizzou basketball team this this weekend allowing, you know, 0-5 Jackson State to come in and, and do that to us. I think the good thing about that is it's early in the season and you can learn from it. Um, the Chiefs, on the other hand, just like you guys pointed out, after the trade deadline, it's a little it's a little tough. You got to deal with what you got and uh, try to make the best of it. So I don't know what happens, um, but anyways, again, happy Thanksgiving. That's my take on the Mid Missouri good, bad, and ugly. Appreciate it, Brad. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for calling in here on the Big Show KTGR. Yeah, I think he nailed it for what it's worth. Oh, I yeah. mean, that's kind of the way the weekend sized up for the Tigers. That was very good. Um, I'll give another good, though, to Kyle Gibson being on the Cardinals now. That's a, that's go. a Mizzou good, right? That's a Mizzou good. That's a, Getting those local ties. Something to uh, to help get more butts and seats, you know, for the for the Cardinals this year. The winning will do the, the best part of uh, getting that effort going. But, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that coming up here later on in the show. And texting in Niner A. Oh, the 49ers were back in the good this week, of course, uh, beating the Buccaneers. He said the good. It was they didn't Brock. Cover. Yeah, they didn't. Okay. Thanks for nothing. Fine. <laughs> what was it? Just you know by the I hook. Gotta bring that up. Just by the hook. Yeah, is I that think it? Was Eating up the by hook. the hook. And I had the. It was parlayed with the over. It was okay. a doomed. It was doomed right. anyway. Uh, he said they don't the good. Pour it on. Was Brock Purdy back in the good this week? The bad uh, losing uh, Hufanga. Yeah, that's tough for that defense to uh, lose him for the season. And then uh, the ugly Chiefs receivers. Yeah, pretty clear. Dude, that's the biggest ugly of the week. MVS, just his name plastered on the the ugly board this week. Now, I mean, there was another team, the Chargers, who had just as ugly drops uh, this week. Yeah, but that they're bad. So yeah, they they're bad and ugly against the the Packers. They're bad. They're ugly. Brandon Staley's fighting with reporters. Like it's not great there no. in uh, in Los Angeles. So. You know, it's just very charger of them, though. Like, we don't expect the Chiefs to do stuff like this. Uh, not in the Mahomes era. They're supposed to be immune from this kind of stuff. They are kind of in the tank already with the team. And that's tough to see from a team that was primed once again to maybe make a playoff push. But that's the result. What do we think of the Steelers-Browns game? Do we just put it all in the ugly? Is that... It's exactly what we thought it would be. The over-under was like 32, and it went below that, as as you just kind of knew that it would. But those are two teams that are going to be vying for playoff possibilities still. Was Dorian Thompson-Robinson good? Was he just good enough? It was so funny. It was so funny. After the game, they always show the press conferences from around the league, like ahead of Sunday Night Football. And I noticed during that segment that – DTR was like, it feels good that my, you know, after that win, my guys have faith in me. And I was like looking at the score thinking, what did you do? And then I got a sleeper alert yesterday that the Browns have signed Joe Flacco to the practice squad. Ah. <laughs> so like, so clearly they're still not so sure about it. And they're going, well, we might make the playoffs. We may just need a Joe Flacco type to be the quarterback when we get there because he'll make sure to at least kind of have that veteran presence of knowing what not to do to screw up a potential Super Bowl team. Like, Miles Garrett is talking about Super Bowl for the Browns. That is all he wants, and he's good enough to maybe make it happen by himself, but they do need somebody in that quarterback spot that's got, I think, a little more experience than DTR. 
It wasn't great on offense, uh, of course, and you you expect that uh, from the Browns most weeks. But again, that that defense is, I mean, not just playoff worthy, but championship worthy. I mean, they they have been playing. That it's type got of the chops, man. Like yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll we'll see what the Browns do and. I wonder how much time it takes Joe Flacco to become the starter right away. I mean, is it, I think you, is it this weekend? I think weekend? by playoffs he is the guy. I don't uh, know yeah. if it's if that's crazy or if maybe it's just a move to make sure you've got options in case it really gets bad for your other options. But I noticed that and was like, huh, that seems like a team that knows that they have a real shot at making the playoffs. And when they get there, they don't want to be caught kind of with their pants down at the quarterback position. So they're doing whatever they can. All right. Uh, 875-KTGR, you can keep uh, texting in your good, bad, and ugly. But I have one more, to, and it's kind of a question. Like, are the are the Broncos all of a sudden a good team? I, I don't no, know. Are, they have a good defense. They, I mean, they uh, good defense, I suppose. But, I mean, they do have four straight wins, and they're not against nobodies, that's for sure. They've beaten the Chiefs. They've beaten the Vikings, who have, you know, come on strong. I mean, it's, they it's pretty impressive what they've done. More- 24 points is about the maximum that they're going to be able to get in a game that they're not being blown out in. Like, I just don't think they're going to offensively going to be able to hang with some of the better teams. But again, they play the Browns this next week. That's a similar style team that they can certainly beat. Again, the Texans are another example. If the Texans can get to 27 points, I don't think the Browns can beat them, but the Browns defense may be enough. So, Andy, yeah, they could splice together nine wins. The Patriots still remain on the schedule, as do the Raiders. They can make the playoffs. Yeah, it's not impossible. Does that mean they're good? No, I'm not going to well, use that. Well, yeah. Not going to use that they, let the, they now let bad teams into the playoffs now because they added a seventh seed. So Exactly. That, that, that is, they just let anybody That is their now. ceiling. Exactly. That's yeah. why the Chiefs are going to make it, Chris. Like, come on. Wait a minute. I never said they're going to miss the playoffs. Okay, That'd be ridiculous. All right. Yeah, all right. All right. Just make they're probably sure going to lose to the Texans, game. though. That you're somewhat down to earth. Yeah, <laughs> oh, they're going to lose to the Texans in the playoffs? Yeah, this will be the time they do it. Wouldn't that be something? Yeah, this time For they might finish the drill. Would be. <laughs> some of us, I suppose. Speak of thrown to nobodies, my God. Well, I mean. No, wait that. a minute. They've, they've got guys stepping up, the Texans. Noah Brown's been on a heater. Tank Dell, what a beast. Yeah. Is that players. really what Chris's argument is, that the Texans are throwing to nobodies? Like, come on, Tank Dell. Well, I mean, I guess they're yeah, not the now because they're, you know, making those Schultz catches and making those plays. Well I ends. guess they're not. If you switch the the Texans receivers with the Chiefs receivers, the Chiefs would be they'd be undefeated for sure. I mean, Tank Dell's a good player. Yeah. Noah Brown's contributing. If you gave Patrick Mahomes, Tank Dell, Nico Collins, and Noah Brown, he wouldn't have lost a game. They'd be undefeated. I, I, that's I don't have so a doubt in my mind. To, that's so it's hard not, to envision. It's not the third. I would take Noah Brown over anybody on the Chiefs wide receiver core. Wow. Any of them. Noah Brown? I mean, is that wrong? Look at the production that he's having. Look at him not dropping every other pass I mean, that's these, thrown by these numbers an don't, quarterback. They don't happen in a vacuum, though. I mean, They don't, that. and Stroud that's deserves nice. credit as well. Yeah. But, like, Mahomes would be salivating over guys that just, like, do regular wide receiver stuff. Sure. Yeah. No, no. It, it's not just the dropped passes, but it's also finding soft spots and zones, running routes the right way. Running in like, a straight line. They're running in a straight line. You're right. It's just not great. Mystifying they need those an boys. entire, an entire new wide receiving core. Maybe Rasheed Rice gets to stay. Everybody else should be just completely nuked off the roster in you know four months or whenever the season's over. Eight seven five KTGR. Call or text in what you thought was good, bad, and ugly from the weekend of the NFL. 
875-5847. We'll keep getting to that. We'll talk about some of the NFL injuries from the weekend, some of the big ones with Will Carroll, the injury expert, and what he thinks about the sudden flurry of Cardinal signings over the last couple of days. Will Carroll joins us next on The Big Show, KTGR. You're listening to The Big Show Podcast on KTGR.com. We are back here on The Big Show, KTGR, KTGR.com, and the KTGR app with Andy, Brendan, and producer Chris. And joining us now on the KTGR hotline to talk all things uh, baseball and football injuries is the injury expert, Will Carroll. You can find him on Twitter, at Injury Expert, and subscribe to his newsletter, underthenife.substack.com, to get the inside scoop on all things happening during the baseball offseason. And uh, for fan buzz, uh, you can go to fanbuzz.com to read his info on football injuries throughout the season. We kind of want to start with baseball today, Will. We'll get to some of the big football injuries that happened from this past weekend. But the Cardinals are are active early, uh, just trying to address the innings that they have to to fill this year in their rotation and the rest of their pitching staff. And so far, they've already gone out and gotten a couple veterans, Lance Lynn and reportedly now Kyle Gibson, the former uh, Mizzou pitcher. So uh, these moves, uh, it seems that if they're the only ones, they might not be enough. But if they're the the start of something to where the Cardinals are trying to be really active this offseason and spend a lot of money then maybe it does provide some good ancillary pieces here yes and no i think it gives us the direction that the team thinks it has to go in because this is not an option you can't go out and get the big free agent pitcher uh well the phillies already did that uh maybe you go after yamamoto but they need a lot more and just getting two pitchers is not enough uh, they're, they're likely going to have to get a third, and there's a ton of rumors connecting them to Sonny Gray. I know that seems underwhelming, but, hey, Gray looks really good. He's had an up-and-down career, but he's always been a, a well-considered guy. But what they're really doing is taking two guys, maybe three, maybe four. I, I wouldn't rule it out. And, and really kind of reaching out and saying, we don't have enough. Uh, obviously they knew Wainwright was going to be gone, but they just don't have anybody that's going to be ready to fill in and compete at the major league level because they want to compete and they want to compete fast. So what they're looking at is quantity over quality. Uh, These aren't bad pitchers by any stretch of the imagination, but these guys are a bridge to the next run. Um, They just don't have it right now. They're looking at their minor leagues saying we got to do something. Uh, so we'll see where this goes. Uh, you know, I would like to see him make a trade. <laughs> you know, we've talked on this show, I don't know how many times, about the fact that they've got a bunch of pieces and parts. Uh, if they could put a couple of those pieces and parts together and, I don't know, steal somebody like Tyler Glasnow, uh, pay him a couple million extra uh, when the Rays probably aren't, uh, that, that could be one that could put them over the top. Will, what's your impression on the trade deadline or on the trade aspects of it for the Cardinals where we've seen for years that they've probably needed to make these types of deals, but they just haven't been able to swing them with the pieces that they have. What's your impression of the reason behind that, I guess? Well, they've made a couple deals. I mean, obviously they made the great Jordan Montgomery deal a couple years ago. Uh, That was along the lines of the kind of deal they need to make. Um, You know, and Montgomery certainly made himself a lot of money. He's another name. I think he's probably priced himself out of that market. 
But yeah, it's tough to make trades. Uh, everybody overvalues prospects. Everybody doesn't want to put money into it, which is why uh, Steve Cohen's trades of his pitcher Scherzer and Verlander were so unusual. Um, yeah, if you were going to, yeah, I've been talking on the newsletter about trading Mike Trout. I think the Angels have to do it if they lose Otani. They've got to tear this thing all the way down, rip the Band-Aid right off. Um, but almost nobody inside baseball thinks that you can trade Mike Trout for much of anything unless you eat half his contract. And that's just crazy to me. You could have Mike Trout. You could have Mike Trout for a fairly reasonable amount of money. Uh, and, and you you know what you would have? Mike Trout. Uh, you're already a multimillionaire. Uh, <laughs> there's only one team that's going to have a Mike Trout. And if a team says, well, we can't afford it, we can't give up some prospects, uh, you tell me which of those prospects is going to grow up and be Mike Trout. Well, Carol, the injury expert with us here on the big show, KTGR and KTGR.com. So uh, the start of what we think will be a busy offseason uh, coming very soon. Uh, and looks like now the, the manager spots are filled. I wonder your thoughts mm-hmm. of the kind of the expected move, I think, of the Padres going ahead and making Mike Schilt uh, their manager here. Yeah, it was, it was delayed. I, th- I think everybody thought it was going to be internal. Uh, the death of Peter Seidler is going to affect that franchise greatly. Um, it's not going to be owned by a family trust. Um, and the Seidlers have in that trust, there were like 10 kids. Um, and, and then their kids have kids and it's a bunch of people. So the control is going to be interesting. And baseball doesn't like that sort of thing. They just don't like estates having things. They don't like trusts having things. I think have, have somebody that they can trot out there. And Peter Seidler was great at that. So I'll be very curious to see how that goes with Schilt. We've seen what kind of a manager he is. Can you win with that team? I mean, if Melvin couldn't relate to that team, is Schilt going to? He seems like basically the same thing with less of a track record. So I think it's a little bit uninspired. Uh, I don't think it's a great move. Uh, I think it's a holding serve move. You let your guy go. You had another guy you liked. Eh, okay. And, and and it's kind of uh, comes down to that, so we'll see how that goes for uh, for the Padres here. Uh, Will Carroll, the injury expert here on the Big Show KTGR and KTGR dot com to the NFL now, where there are uh, some more injuries to talk about. A big one from the weekend: uh, Chargers took a tough loss. The Packers, uh, Joey Bosa had to leave that game with a foot injury, and it's uh, not looking all that great. Looks like a foot sprain for him, so he looks yeah. like he's going to be heading to uh, to injured reserve. You know, one of just the one of the top pass rushers that we see in this league, and now uh, he's he's on the shelf for a defense that's already really struggling, Will. Yeah, and it's really interesting. I mean, Bosa, uh, I'm always fascinated by brothers because it gives you kind of a control group. Um, you know, Nick has had his injury problems as well. These guys look like absolute specimens. Their family history is hilarious, if you ever Google it. Uh, hilarious is probably not the right word. Um, but it's one of those things where... Um, as physically imposing as he is, as skilled athletically as he is, he just can't seem to hold together. You know, someday, you know, we'll 23 and me, will have a, a box that says your hamstring is not going to hold. Um, and we'll know why. Um, but Bosa just can't. And with a list Frank sprain, this one's a tough one. You know, the way he came off, the way he was in tears, I knew immediately it was serious. I thought it was the Achilles, just the way he was moving. And I was thinking, oh, no, not another Achilles. I'll have to explain this whole thing again. Um, but uh, Lisfranc isn't much better. So his season is done. The Chargers are 
they're a team that's just struggling that shouldn't be. So I think they're going to be one of those teams that's uh, looking for a coach too, soon too. Will, what do you look at from the Kareem Jackson situation where he comes off a suspension, has another hit right after that mm-hmm. where he isn't flagged in the game for it, but clearly seemed to be leading with the helmet yeah. on Josh Dobbs and the league seemed to agree, kind of laying the hammer down on him. Yeah, and they're making an example of him. And that's why, I've, you know, these guys have got to learn. If you're going to do this, you're going to get suspended. You're going to have a game check. I saw, I think it was Josh Jacob that got hit for like 21000 for leading with his head as a runner, um, which is against the rules and a point of emphasis. The NFL needs to be given credit for this. They are at least this serious about head injuries. You know, they've had some issues with concussions. They've tried to get better. I'll give them points for when they're doing the right thing, and this is one of them. If a guy like this is going to go out there and just, you know, stick his head down and start hitting people with it, he can't play. You cannot be part of this game uh, in this day and age with what we know about head injuries. He's lucky he hasn't had a bunch of them himself. Maybe he has. We still don't know much about the long-term consequences. But for a guy coming right back off suspension, uh, I think a lot of guys around him might learn, even if Jackson doesn't. Well, Carol, the injury expert with us here on the big show, KTGR and KTGR.com. I was... Kind of bummed to see, you know, so excited, first off, to see Devon Achan come back, uh, be out there on the field after coming back from injured reserve, and then he takes, what was it, one carry, and then he goes back to a a knee injury. Uh, It seemed like it was uh, similar, but maybe not all the way the same for what he was dealing with earlier in that same knee. I wonder how you read this, Will, for Achan, who now has a short week to deal with. Yeah, exactly. This is one of those things where I think Mike McDaniel came out and was pretty transparent about it. It wasn't a bad injury. It's the same injury in MCL sprain. Um, he just wasn't all the way back, I don't think. I think the, the medical staff misread this one, which is easy to do. You can do things in a game and then or in practice. You could do things in testing. You can do things in the, the weight room, and then you get out on the field. One little thing gives. Uh, we don't know why that is. Medical staff hate it, but I think they're protecting him because this is a team that wasn't that worried about last week. They're worried about getting into the playoffs. They're worried about going through the playoffs. Uh, so it's going to be interesting. You know, More and more talking to people around the league, I'm hearing that this Miami team, more than anybody else, is kind of where teams want to go. Uh, as fast as they are, it's a problem for teams. You know, they, have they put it all together? Are they the best team in the league? No, I don't think so. But they're getting there. And so I think when we get to the combine in February, anybody that puts up something in the four threes is going to fly up the chart. And that doesn't always work. Yeah, yeah, we'll see uh, what what happens there with uh, with Devon Achan and how he can maybe get back. It's a, or uh, Will Carroll, the injury expert here on the Big Show KTGR. Seems we always have a, a Rogers update, I suppose, uh, a weekly update every single time throughout this entire yeah. NFL season until I guess he finally decides, yeah, I'll, I'll be good enough to go. Is it really that much closer? Like he says, he wants to return to practice in early December and maybe start playing a few weeks after that. Well, here's the thing. You know, December 2nd, that's his birthday. I get it. Um, he wants to come back and on his 40th birthday, I don't think that date really means anything. Uh, cause you can go to practice and you can control everything. Um, I'm still about 50, 50 on whether this is going to happen because I'm just not sure. Watch the jets. They're terrible. 
Um, you know, does he really want to play one, maybe two games and risk not so much re-injury, but my God, he's going to take some hits. Um, it's just a bad team, and I don't get what he's trying to prove other than we get to keep having attention on him. Fun part is I keep learning things. You know, uh, One of my sources says he's using a brand new – it's called a smart suit, and it's basically electrical stimulation all over the body. It's by a company called Neuro20, if you want to Google it. Uh, and it's pretty scientific for a guy that's often very anti-scientific. Well, what's new at uh, Under the Knife and FanBuzz these days? Uh, well, wrote about uh, Rodgers today and then uh, over at Under the Knife. Been looking forward to uh, the, the Las Vegas A's. I've been saying for a long time Vegas uh, would be a great sports town. It turns out it is and then some. But for the Oakland fans, I think they need to do what Kansas City did when they lost the A's, which is turn around, wave goodbye, and start working on a new team. Right now, I think Oakland is going to be the expansion spot in the next round that could come as soon as 2026. Could be very interesting. So uh, go and read all that at underthenknife.substack.com. Will Carroll's uh, newsletter. You can find the link at his uh, Twitter page, uh, at Injury Expert on Twitter as well. And uh, fanbuzz.com for all things football injuries throughout this NFL season. Will, thanks for coming on as always here on the Big Show KTGR. Hope all is well. We'll talk again soon. Have a great holiday, guys. You too. It is 442 here on the Big Show KTGR. I mean... Yeah, baseball can work in Oakland. Just get a good owner in there, and yeah, things can be just fine, I suppose. Instead of having John Fisher run things, just put a team yeah, in every big city. Be good. Yeah. yeah, that could be nice. So for they them can to to get a better situation than than they otherwise would have had with that guy forever. But I, I don't know. Still feels like a little bit of a long shot. But maybe Will Carroll's onto something. Yeah. We'll see if expansion comes in the next few years. But uh, 875-KTGR, if you want to get your thoughts in, under the bus next to another coordinator that we thought might be on the hot seat over the last few weeks or so. And sure enough, the... Matt uh, Nagy? Uh, <laughs> a different Matt, actually. Oh. Uh, we will uh, get to that in under the bus and uh, some more Chiefs talk at, uh, at 5.05 here on The Big Show. Your daily dose of local sports lives here. This is The Big Show on KTGR. You're listening to The Big Show Podcast on KTGR.com. We have Under the Bus here in a bit. We're on The Big Show, KTGR and KTGR.com. Everybody got their big boards ready? Big Show Thanksgiving draft coming up at 525. So we're going to uh, get to that coming up in a few minutes as well. Chris is going to have to erase all the Kansas City Chiefs related stuff on his whiteboard for that draft board and come up with one for the the Thanksgiving draft. I'm afraid. Man, what was he planning on? I, I wonder if he was planning on like an Andy Reid typed uh, or, or pie. He'll never, know. he'll never. He'll never know. Sorry. Well, there's a lot in the bin now. Well, there's some, yeah. some scrambling in the Chris camp, so uh, we'll see what the draft team comes up uh, for. Producer I like Chris. him on his heels. I like him on his heels going into a big event like this. Yeah. So uh, that's pressure makes up. diamonds, baby. Come on. <laughs> five twenty-five. Uh, the big show Thanksgiving draft. We'll talk some Chiefs uh, again at five oh five. You're worried now about you know, Super Bowl prospects? Are they no longer the top team in the AFC? We'll talk about that coming up. And then what we think of the Cardinals signings, Lance Lynn and Kyle Gibson. Come on down. 545. We'll discuss uh, the action by the Cardinals recently here on the big show. 
It's time to go under the bus on the big show. This very much expected Matt Canada, not Matt Nagy, against uh, producer Chris's best wishes. Matt Canada is the offensive coordinator that got fired today. But Matt Canada actually deserves to be fired a lot so more long? than... Uh, yeah, no that, that's what I say. Yeah, come on. Like, Kenny Pickett's had a worse year than I even he had last year. They've got yeah. more receivers now. It's just rough. I knew this guy was done the week that Kenny Pickett threw like a game-winning touchdown, and he was up in the press box like looking upset because it wasn't the play that he called. Like he audibled yeah. to the touchdown throw, and so he was like had no reaction, and people took off with that on Twitter. Maybe a little unfairly because I think in Matt Canada's mind the game probably wasn't over, so he just maybe it's not his style to celebrate. But I was like, all right, his his goose is cooked at that point. Like that's a that's a bad look when your quarterback audibles to a great play and you just have no reaction well, because of how it makes you look as a play caller. Well, yeah, and it might not mean that he's like bad as one, but it certainly looked like they were not on the same page, and no. uh, so this gives them a chance to get somebody in that in that position who can be on the same page as everybody else, and that might make things a little bit better. We'll see. But uh, either way, Matt Canada under the bus today. Under the bus. I almost got an opening for an offensive coordinator. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> He's the got pedigree. He'll fit right do. in, honestly, yeah. you know, don't you think? They might score oh, more. Sure. Under the bus to Justin Jefferson. His his DMs were apparently flooded by all these oh. fantasy football owners. And, and he apparently had to two messages. It's not that big a deal. <laughs> well, Okay, you yourself, or how many messages did all of your burners send, Brendan? Like, let's be honest here. I sent one from my real account and then realized I should go to the burners for the other two dozen. All right. Um, Look, Justin Jefferson. Stop doing this, people. (laughs) I had to get his IP address. Don't worry about it. Not important. (laughs) Not important. Justin Jefferson saying what's more important is is my health and well-being, not your fantasy football team. And he's right. Very right. So well, under the bus. Oh, I mean, I yeah, no, no. Stop. No. Come on. Under the bus. Come on. Look, any league where I have Justin Jefferson, I'm tracking to the playoffs. Uh, but if he would return soon, it could help me get there. So I'm just putting it out there. Um, yeah, I'm sure. And under the bus to uh, today's NFL by the GOAT of the NFL. Mr. Thomas Brady himself. Thomas Anthony Brady. I don't Mr. know if Michigan. Anthony is his last name at all. You um, made up the Anthony? Yeah, I, I, I thought I no was idea. learning something. I have no idea what's, what Tom Brady's Chris, middle name you know is. Middle Look name? it up, Chris. It's Go probably find like, it. It's probably Go like find, Schultz or uh, what, What's his middle it's, name? He's got two of them. It's Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. That's a he's a boy. junior. I it, apparently, I think that's wow. why you go by. Yeah, I think I knew that. His dad's name is Thomas. I, I think that's why you go by Tom Brady. All the other stuff is like too many names. Too many names. And apparently too many mediocre uh, players in the NFL, according to Tom Brady. <sighs> yeah, he well, cooked. I'm sorry. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's what right. What did he say? He, he, uh, he went on, uh, I can't remember what podcast it was. Uh, I'm pulling Rock it up right start. now. Um, That's great. Oh, he was on the Stephen Good A. Prep. Smith show, actually. Quote, there you go. I think there's a lot of mediocrity in today's NFL. I don't see the excellence that I saw in the past. End quote. <laughs> so true, wow. bestie. Man. Yeah, he was watching that Chiefs-Eagles game, I guess. Yeah. Saw the Chiefs receivers. Well, if you if that's your if that's your evidence for what is happening in the NFL right now, then I suppose we all would have a similar view of the NFL as no Tom kidding. Brady. So, uh, 
under the bus. But look, it's an era of like younger quarterbacks. Like half the league is has is starting a guy that they probably don't want to start right now. It's not even always the youth of the quarterbacks. It's the quality of them. I totally agree. There are a lot of bad ones that are playing every single week in the NFL, and that trickles down to the rest of teams. It's time for the sweetest thing in sports on the big show. Sweetest thing is with our friends at the Candy Factory. This holiday season, get your coworkers and the customers of your business some great tasty treats to reward them this holiday season at the Candy Factory in downtown Columbia. Anniversary birthday any day online at thecandyfactoryonline.com. Tyron Hopper is a finalist for the Butkus Award. He's one of five finalists for the award that goes to the nation's top linebacker in college football. Hopper absolutely deserves this award. I thought he deserved it last year, too. But, um, but man, what a what a great honor for him. And Mizzou, I'm sure, really hoping that he's back this week um, so that oh, they, man, can, please. they can maybe have uh, some more reinforcements for their game against Arkansas Dragon 10-2. Yeah, I can't do that again. I can't do the Florida game all over again. Oh man! So, well, please, uh, Ty- Tyron Hopper. Uh, it, either way, has had uh, an excellent season this year, and uh, we'll we'll see what uh, comes of the defense over the next uh, few days or so. Who's going to be healthy or not? We get the full injury report coming up uh, tomorrow. Who uh, you think they? Uh, we we kind of talked about this yesterday, but I mean, they're nine still. The college football playoff. They it, the rankings yeah. come out tonight. Ooh. My guess would be ten. My I think they stay at nine. I, I think they're still there. Um, no two loss teams jump them because everybody kind of just is didn't play any major games that they like. Yeah. Oregon State lost, so they're not going to jump you. And anybody else, I don't think jumps you. But Louisville, Louisville might. I think jumps you, and I think it's going to really, it's going to set up scenarios that are unpleasant because. If the wrong teams win their conference championships, I do think there could be a path if Louisville jumps you to some sadness. But but then again, Louisville plays a conference championship game, so if they lose it, yeah, then they'll drop it may not, It really yeah. functionally doesn't matter. You're just probably it's scary, but I think you're rooting for Florida State in that that ACC title game because otherwise Louisville definitely jumps you. And then I don't know what happens. Who's the backup you play, for Florida State? You play Tulane at the best-case scenario, I guess, is what would happen. Well, I don't know who their backup is, but he's playing. That's what we do know, because Jordan Travis is out. Out of here. Just win your game on, on Friday, and That's I all think you can you'll do. be just fine. Um, That's all you can do. Win it by 50, and it would be even better. <laughs> by it would 50. Be. It would be very It's Arkansas, after all. I mean, let's just yeah. pour it on to him if it's we can. It's not just for the for the eyeballs around the college football world. It's for your own. Nope, it's for blood. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Chiefs, are you worried about their playoff hopes, uh, or really their Super Bowl hopes? At 5.05, we'll discuss that here on The Big Show.